Okay. Ass hooves. You can't just throw ass that hooves. out there casually well, as if it's normal that's, speaking. That's the British Britannic or the, the Britannica quote. I don't know what to tell you. Ass hooves. They have an unalterable sign and it's ass hooves. Hi! Welcome to Say Smut, a literary podcast for readers and non-readers. Welcome! That is Sarah, and she loves books! And that is Hope, and she loves talking and hearing about my books. Each episode, I break down the plots of some pretty wild books to Hope, who has not read them. And I'm just going to let you know right now, you definitely didn't read this one. For sure not. For sure not. Um, So... Before we get into anything, um, we want to say happy spooky season, everybody. We only have like, what, one episode, this episode and the next episode left of spooky season. True. And had, this has been a blast to really throw it into the, into the crazy side of smut. You yeah. know, I can't believe it, but dare I say it, we're approaching the holiday season. I know. I know. My anxiety is up. I am on my anti-anxieties, my antidepressants. I am going to therapy, preparing for family time. Yes, um, yes, yes. It is all there. But before we get there, we still got a few more spooks to do. Um, content warnings about this one um, are sexual content. There is mention of sexual harassment, but I will not get into it. Uh, violence is mentioned, but it is not in depth. I'm not going to get into the, the gory stuff or anything. There's really not a whole lot of gore in it. Um, and there's mention of death there in the book. There's mention of guns and blood, but I don't talk about that. So just feel free to, uh, subscribe and come back next time. If those are not your cup of tea, I'm letting you know right now, I got nervous when I saw the content warnings, um, thinking that this might be a little darker than I was expecting, but It is not. I'm going to let you know right now. (laughs) I'm going to let you know right now. Um, So this is given to the ghoul by, I have a pronunciation here, Desiree, uh, sorry, Nicoli. Yeah. Because it rhymes with cannoli. That's (laughs) That's awesome. Desiree Nicoli. Yes. uh, The author put it in her bio. So... Um, Given to the Ghoul is, I think, like her fifth book. Um, it On Storygraph, it has a 3.75, which is actually pretty decent for a smut book. Um, on Goodreads, it has a 3.91, which is actually really, really good. It's pretty good. Um, so I'm just going to read her bio that was put on Goodreads. Um, so by night, Desiree M. Nicoli writes a blend of vicious romance and cozy horror featuring monsters, villains, and the supernatural, and often served with mostly emotionally intelligent characters and heart. By day, she is a public relations professional living in uh, living the nomadic military life with her husband and two cats, Pottery Hepburn. That's great. Pottery Hepburn? Pottery Hepburn. Potter, like Audrey, but Audrey, yeah, Padre Hepburn, Padre Hepburn, Puma Thurman. <laughs> These are good. Yes, I require every author because I know every author has an animal. Every author needs to tell us what their animal's name is. I will not accept Thurman. anything. Less. 
Oh, Although man. born and raised in Pittsburgh, which I just drove through the other day, uh, Desiree has since left, since lived in coastal Maine, where her spooky heart truly lies, and Maryland. So, um, Desiree, thank you for this gem. Um, I hope to have more from you in this kind of category. Um, it seems like you're kind of new. You got some fresh, uh, fresh blood on the scene because it's, I looked at some of her other work and it's, it doesn't look as a uh, monstery. So sure, it seems sure. like this is maybe a, a new thing. So very, very excited. Um, do you have any thoughts, concerns, or suggestions before we get started or are you ready? I think we should completely change the format of the podcast. The whole format of the podcast. I'm kidding, but you asked for suggestions and I didn't have any. So <laughs> imagine if I just came in what with some, like, what if you like constructive feedback? <laughs> Surprise, everyone. You are coming to our quarterly team meeting. And so I read the comments just this once and just... I have some notes. <laughs> I would love to know. I'd love to know. Um okay. let's, let's let's so I will say that. I've heard Sarah talk about this book a lot, but not until I was doing my research did I look at the title. So give it like I was hearing give in, like give into something, not like given as in a gift. Given. Yeah. yeah. Like given, like presented to. Also, yes. I have not talked about this book a lot. We literally just found it on Amazon and slapped it on. So yeah, I, I've heard her say it, but I've not like physically read the title with my eyes. And I just wanted to, to put that point of confusion out for everybody before we got started that Excellent. I just me hope had. This book is about 70 pages. Um, nice. I think I bought it for $2.99 if I remember correctly on uh Amazon on on Kindle. But I will tell you now, when I saw Given to the Ghoul, I definitely thought we are going to get into some ghosty shit. Mm -hmm. um, that is not what was presented to me in this book. And I want you to know that whatever research you have done, I 100% believe that is not going to fit <laughs> into what I thought this book was going to be. Interesting. Ooh, okay, so let's get started. We are open the book with a hunger game style reaping oh no <laughs> <laughs> we are already coming in hot so we're in this little arizona town and everybody is gathered around and there's a little raggedy uh, wooden box and they've got all the names on pieces of paper and they pull out a name mm -hmm. and they read the name and it is Mina, who is on the piece of paper. Now, Mina is brand new to this town. She just moved here in the last year. So unfortunate. Literally <laughs> the worst thing that you could possibly <laughs> have just, happened. Just moved to a town and then have to uh, compete in a to the death fight ring. That's yeah. What bummer. do you think? What do you think she what is this reaping style situation? Given the name of the title, and we're in Arizona, a little small town. What do you think is going to happen to Mina? I'm going to assume that there's some sort of ghoul that the small town has to appease. And it needs like some kind of sacrifice annually or semi-annually or something. And so they're pulling a name for that person. But she's going to get there. And then we're going to kind of swap into a Beauty and the Beast style story, which is like, no, I'm not going to eat you. I know I'm a ghoul, but that's some real racist ghoul stuff you're saying. You just be my prisoner and then we'll fall in love. 
okay, you are fairly on track. There's a little, <laughs> there's a little offness there, but you are fairly on track there. So amazing. Th- the town does an annual reaping or like polling of a name in order to figure out who they're going to sacrifice to the desert where she has to go in and essentially be sacrificed to the ghoul. Well, the problem is, is that, uh, you know, she obviously is like, this is bullshit. And she had heard about this. This is one of those kitschy things that you're like, here's a small town that believes in this folklore. And it's funny and they put it everywhere, but deep down the town truly believes in it. And it actually is a thing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, so like there's like little ghouly things in, in gift shops and whatnot, but like, she always thought it was like kind of kitschy and like, whatever, it's fine. It's not a real thing. And then her name gets pulled and she's like, you gotta be shitting me. Okay. Um, and so she immediately tries running away. And of course they trap her and they're like, yeah, you think you're work because this is a whole book. <laughs> this is an entire book. And she also like one of her neighbors who like treated her kindly when, when she had started moving in, they had all of a sudden are like, Oh, you think your life is more important than ours, which is kind of the complex of who would you rather save, you know, one or many depending on the situation. Right. Sure. So, um, she has two days to get her affairs in order. What do you do during those two days? What's your plan? Hope Wilson, who, well, I have dogs, so I have to account for who will take care of them while I'm being, uh, you know, I don't know, sacrificed, question mark. So I guess it's sort of just like making sure my dogs go somewhere, but it's not like I'm not going to do a whole lot of cleaning up of my shit because I'm about to go get sacrificed into a desert, seemingly forever. So like, I don't know. Do you even hang out with your family at that point or is it too sad? I guess say some goodbyes. That's important. Her family, her parents are kind of nomads. Um, They're kind of wanderers. And so they don't live in the area. Um, She's kind of a wanderer. Of course, she has no friends because a main character, a female main character can never have friends. No friends allowed. No (laughs) friends. Um, So she ends up sitting in her house under guard for two days, essentially, because she tried to escape. And she's sitting there. And of course... Um, she's reading and she's, there's some snide comments about people who, you know, try and censor books. And I appreciate that. I love when authors are just like a little snarky and they're like, I don't have to put this in my book, but it is the Lord's year of 2023. And we do live in allegedly a democracy, um, and allegedly, uh, you know, place where we should be able to read what we want, but apparently that's not true. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) Um, so the mayor comes to her door and pretty much says, well, okay. What do you think the mayor is going to tell her? I mean, I assume it's a, so before we give you to this ghoul, here's what you like. You gotta know. He eats spaghetti on Tuesdays. His favorite (laughs) color is green. (laughs) He hates country music. (laughs) Just like, you know, the must know info before you. Go and I assume fall in love with the desert goal. Unfortunately, I wish it was that simple. But helpful hints is not what he's presenting. No, he's here to give her an ultimatum. You can either get dicked down by me, 
or you will go into the desert. And she turns him down. And to be honest, I'm not saying it is right. I'll go to the desert. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I'm not saying if it was right, but I am going to say that if I was in the situation, I might not have any more morals or, you know, moral compass at that point and say, okay, sure. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. That's a fair choice to make. But then, I i mean, I guess it's all well and good if he makes you not... Is he offering to, like, help her, like, smuggle her out of the area? Because people will know if there's no sacrifice to this ghoul. Because Will they? I don't know. Will they? I didn't read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You need to know these answers. Um, he's essentially, like have sex with me or I'm handing you over. So it kind of makes it sound like he has the authority to be like, no, we're not going to give the ghoul. They don't really explain that part. But okay. again, 70 pages. We've got a it lot. It was a pages. non-option. It's not worth explaining how that would magically work. Because I'm just imagining the sort of really insane uh, walk of shame the next day when it's yeah. obvious that A, you've dicked down this person and B, you were not sacrificed to a ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, that. What the hell? <laughs> They're like, what the? Oh, now we're all now something is gonna happen that's bad. Well, I will also tell you. I want to give you a little more context into the environment we're in. It is modern times. We're not in like some historical cool. reference here. It is modern times. Cell phones, you know, equipment, backpacks, all that mm-hmm. stuff would be around. Survival so, kits. Yes. So Mina loves national parks and has always been a wanderer like her parents. And so she, her plan is I'm going to get a backpack full of necessities. And when I get dropped into the desert, I'm going to walk to the nearest town, which is like 60 miles away. And like, she's like factoring in all this stuff. And I want you to know that when they finally come to like put her in the desert, the mayor takes away her backpack full of shit. Which like, I just went to REI and bought this stuff. She's like, I wasted so much money, but I guess if I'm dying, it doesn't really matter. I just came from REI. I've got a backpack. I've got a jacket. I've got a water bottle. I've got some very fancy boots, tiny containers of freeze-dried food that you can eat in the desert, and a lot of sunscreen. And it really hurts me that you would take this away from me as you're tossing me into the desert. I just came back from REI. Well, I will tell you, he does give her two things. He does give her a bottle of sunscreen and a small canteen of water. Okay. And it was really funny because the Weird intern- to assume she didn't already have either of those things in the backpack. It's like Well, we can't give her the whole backpack to give her different water. <laughs> they probably were like, okay, well, you know, like we're not gonna we're not gonna let you have all of this, but we'll let you have some sense of survival. You now can't the have in- a tent. <laughs> The internal dialogue says, quote, guess ghouls didn't like their food cooked because of the sunscreen. Oh. Sure. <laughs> you weren't impressed with that. I was no. I thought it was funny. No, what she well, I didn't read the book. What she didn't know is that it's not sunscreen, it's actually butter. And so the ghoul will be really so- happy. <laughs> it's just gonna be a little toasty. Just roast you up in this desert. So now she's trekking through the desert rationing her water getting boot blisters mm. planning the demise of the townspeople if she were to survive how 
So, but she likes to go to national parks. She doesn't know what socks to pack when she's wearing boots. Girl, I think no matter what you're doing, this, you're going to get uncomfy. I'm just saying. It just seemed like she kind of knew what she had going on. I thought she'd have had better footwear. Well, you know what? Stop it. This is a small book. <laughs> Sorry. So, oh, logic and reason do not belong. Do not belong. You know, so she's thinking through the normal stuff you would when you're trekking through the desert. Mm-hmm. But she starts getting nervous around nightfall because it's getting cold. And she's thinking, maybe if I walk 20 miles each day and it will make, like, I can make it out before the lack of food and my rationed water situation gets bad. Like, she's trying to do all this mental math. Like, think that meme of that guy or the girl looking away and there's, like, a bunch of equations mm-hmm. on her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, by that night she has finished her water, which I'm like, okay, you stupid person. You literally just spent all day thinking about how you're going to ration shit, but who wouldn't say I wouldn't do the same thing. Hard to say. Um, so she's contemplating death and that's when she hears a man behind her, a deep, low voice. So at this time, I would love for you to give us some of your research into what are ghouls yes welcome to the segment i'm calling ghouls are cools that's a good one thanks Excellent work uh thank you and thank you so much to dictionary.com slash thesaurus.com and how stuff works and encyclopedia britannica and merriam webster dictionary for all of the info that i'm about to present to you uh, what is the difference between a ghost and a ghoul you may ask because this is an interchangeable topic um sarah wanted me to delineate what the differences are and there are differences ghoul and ghoulish can sometimes be used like as blanket terms to describe spooky things or someone who likes spooky stuff but they are technically their own separate thing um i want to thank thesaurus.com in particular for going way harder than necessary on an article detailing the differences between (laughs) ghosts ghouls and goblins in more in a titled an article titled the ghost glossary the difference between ghosts ghouls goblins and more um baby basically, basically everything you could want for this research topic um we are yeah again differentiating ghosts and ghouls because that ghoul term can sometimes be used to describe a bunch of different stuff but they are actually different so ghosts are spirits of dead people what you think of when you think of a ghost you know unfinished business on earth floaty spectral see-through thing um and and that's our definition of ghosts Ghouls, on the other hand, are undead monsters that eat human flesh. And thesaurus.com noted uh, that they especially eat children or the dead. So yikes on that. But uh, in general, undead monsters that eat flesh. So not like a person who has died and then their spirit lingers. They're like a whole undead creature. Uh, What they lack in common qualities, I wrote that they make up for in having the letters G-H-O in their name. So that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing that they share in common. But anyway, so that's big difference. Uh, classic ghosts, ghosts are ghosts. Ghouls, not ghosts. Uh, I don't think necessarily <laughs> spectral. Uh, I'm going to say more solid. I went and wanted to look more into our ghoul friends since they're the focus of our book. So let's get a little more into ghouls and where they come from and what they are, etc. Um, the word ghoul comes from the Arabic word ghoul, like G-U-L. Um, and that term may stem from a word, uh, Galu, which is the name of an Arcadian, demonic, ancient Mesopotamian, or 
Akkadian demonic demon in ancient Mesopotamian mythology. Wow. Words. Um, in ancient Arabic folklore, ghouls are part of a more, a more nefarious grouping of jinn, which are spirits. Um, they're said to be the offsprings of Iblis. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. But it's the prince of darkness in Islam. Per British Britannica, quote, they were capable of constantly changing form, but their presence was always recognizable by their unalterable sign, which is having ass hooves. So I'm sorry, point, having what? The, the, the hooves of a donkey or an ass? Okay. Ass hooves. You can't just throw that out there casually as if it's normal speaking. That's the British Britannic or the the Britannica quote. I don't know what to tell you. Ass hooves. They have an unalterable sign and it's ass hooves or or donkey hooves. So like they might turn into most commonly it's a woman. I'll get into that in a second, but a ghoul can shape shift uh, and everything will look really convincing except they'll still have hooves. Oh, like Mr. Tumbus? Yeah, um, maybe, but of a donkey instead of like a little like a little goat friend. Okay. Ghoul representation was common in folk tales, and uh, scholars of the 8th and 9th century compiled a lot of these tales into a collection known as the Thousand and One Nights. Um, in original Arabic text, ghouls of the Thousand and One Nights were like little tricky dicks who would lure and kidnap travelers or horny dudes in the desert by describing <laughs> themselves as beautiful women so that they'd be like look at me i'm so hot pay no attention to my ass hooves and oh then they gosh. would distract these people uh and then eat them although i did see a fun little thing that said they would break into storerooms and eat dates so that's another thing that ghouls may or may not have done sarah's having a hard time with all these fun ghoul facts <laughs> I remember, I'm just going to have you tell me, you know, no logic, no sense. You Just horny men in the desert or eat dates from storerooms. Well, it's it's like unsuspecting travelers, we will, we will trick and eat. And also maybe in my spare time, I will break into a storeroom I come across that has dates in it and maybe also eat those dates. Like land mermaids almost. Wherever like, like, the day like takes little- you. Like little sirens of the desert. So yeah, take that. You know what? Sometimes the people flesh gets boring, and you're like, I could. It's like when you've eaten a lot of fast food, and for a day, you're like, I could really use a salad, <laughs> <laughs> but just dates instead of people. So you're welcome for that. Um, Thank I learned you. that uh, the Arabic didn't specify specifically identify ghouls as grave robbers who eat dead people which is apparently a common uh, i don't think about ghouls a lot but apparently it is common to think of them as grave robbers who eat dead people um according to uh how stuff works article I, I found this description comes from a french translation of that the thousand and one nights collection of stories uh, it was written in the uh, 18th century and the translation was by antoine uh galland or however his name is pronounced but basically the translation of these stories took a whole bunch of liberties, uh, including the introduction of this female character who preferred the company of graveyard ghouls to that of her husband. But that wasn't in the original translation of the like folk tales in this collection. French people just kind of be adding stuff. So <laughs> that's fine. The, the original world was eventually angelicized to ghoul and entered English tradition as grave robbing creatures that feed on dead bodies of children because of that mistranslation. Um, They were described by Edgar Allan Poe as, quote, neither man nor woman, neither brute nor human. 
And uh, modern Arabs use ghoul to describe a human or a demonic cannibal. Apparently, this is a term used to scare disobedient kids, kind of like a boogeyman would yeah. maybe be like a yeah. ghoul. Uh, we tend, to, again, to use the word more generally for any sinister creature. Example, ghosts and goblins could be generally referred to as ghouls, but like technically that's not right. And per the Britannical article, uh, description and article I found the only way to get rid of a ghoul is to strike it dead in a single blow and apparently if you hit it a second time it'll bring it back to life talk about loopholes so no word on whether repeatedly hitting a ghoul means you would just be killing and reanimating and killing and reanimating again but honestly that's it's <laughs> own type of torture for that ghoul too <laughs> just like dead alive dead alive dead just a lot of back and forth um, not sure, but if you hit it once, you're good to go. And if you hit it twice, then you un you undiddled your death. And the ghoul's still gonna eat your flesh. And that's the end of my research. Wow, that was wonderful. I learned so much, and I'm so glad I asked you to research yeah. that because it actually aligns more with this than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I love when that happens. Sometimes the research aligns more with what's in the book than Sarah thinks. And we can thank the authors for doing their research. Yes! It's like they have that. a job to do and they do it. It's Amazing. crazy. I, again, I had the perception of, like, ghouls being very ghosty, like, adjacent things. And so now that you have I think there were liberties also taken, obviously, in this Probably. book. Um, but I will say we'll get into it. So let's hop back into our story where she's contemplating death. And she's mm -hmm. it's the middle of the night. And I want to also say that, like, the middle of the night in the desert is pitch black. I you can't see shit. So I don't know how she acts like she can see anything. But it should be a really good place to view stars, though, because there's not so yeah. much light pollution out in the desert. Yeah. But she's sitting out there and she hears a voice behind her and she turns around and there's a man. He's absolutely beautiful. Yes. He's got dark curly hair, eyes as black as coal. He's wearing a long sleeved gray long sleeved gray shirt mm -hmm. and baggy black linen pants, but no shoes. And he has a backpack slung over his shoulder. Is it her backpack? That'd be convenient. It is not her backpack. Because like I thought it was messed up that they took this from you. Here's your backpack back. I thought this was a little unfair. Let's let's even the playing field here. I'm gonna give you a two-hour head start now that I've given you the backpack and we'll meet <laughs> back up, maybe, unless you sneak out. So she believes <laughs> that this could be the ghoul because the townspeople had talked about them being shape-shifting creatures that took the form of beautiful people, which is so convenient. It, right. It really is. Um, and so when she tells him she knows who he is, he sh he shifts his appearance to then have blue eyes, red hair, and kind of a rounder face. This and is then, my true demonic appearance. I'm a no, redhead. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm tempted, not gonna say it. Don't want to offend any redheaded people here. I love uh, you, redheads. I'm joking. I think you have souls. You definitely have souls. So um, he then tells her, quote, the town always sends someone. They think they know what we want. But the moment I saw you, I knew. She asks, what did you know? And he says, quote, I was never going to let you die. I mean, how did you know that? Love at first sight. How did you? Mm, it's dark outside. I don't know. He, he's a shapeshifter. He's not real. He's like, he has so many fun at like magical elements he can see in the dark he's a little imagine cat. 
if you will, being a ravenous murder creature. <laughs> and then seeing one person just at a glance and be like, I'll never let that person die based on you know who you know who I would never let die based solely on appearance? Pedro Pascal. Yep. That's absolutely true. That little I take back everything I said. If it was Pedro Pascal on the desert, I'd be like, I have must protect this man at all costs. There is more context we will get into later. So he shifts his face for a third time um, into another kind of appearance. And her only response is to tell him that she liked his first face better. <laughs> you are hotter the first time. Quote, if she was going to be eaten by a shape-shifting ghoul, let it at least look like her type. End quote. Which priorities priorities um so he gives her water and a peanut butter sandwich um and then there's this where (laughs) the backpack (laughs) did you forget about the backpack no hope the backpack that just had a totally fine pb and j sandwich inside it that the ghoul was carrying i'm crazy i don't think that's the craziest thing in this story yet a little crazy also also hear me out i know that it's cooler now because it's the desert at night but i can't think of outside of like soup a worse food to have in such a hot environment than a very peanut butter forward sandwich well it gets very cold in the in the desert it does but like you're gonna glue your whole mouth up with that delicious peanut butter and you've already drank all the water so then what hope i am telling you right now like i'm getting a little pissed off because this is not the craziest thing we know this man has a backpack it's not crazy he has food in the backpack hope it's a little crazy he's a ghoul (laughs) he came prepared for her oh my gosh just listen to the damn story hope i'm having a great time go ahead (laughs) so there's this weird moment when they're kind of feeding each other and staring into each other's eyes as you do yeah, I, I'm not in jelly sandwiches in the desert. Yeah, they're just holding. She's got the peanut butter sandwich in her hand, and then like he's also holding her hand, and then they're just kind of like feeding it back and forth. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because like there's really nothing else to say. <laughs> that visual is so weird. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Hope. If you tell me that your say smut moment is that he had a peanut butter jelly sandwich in the fucking bag. Spoiler alert, Sarah. Now I'm going to listen to the rest of the podcast. I'm going to disconnect (laughs) this recording right now. (laughs) No promises. (laughs) So he teleports her to a place with shelter in the desert, like this kind of small cave. Um, And don't ask me to explain it. It was during the sandwich feeding time. Um, We had bigger fish to fry and they were peanut butter sandwiches. So conveniently, the magic door of the Explorer backpack has everything she could possibly need in it. It's very like Hermione's magical purse that like yeah. keeps pulling things or like a Mary Poppins situation. Sure, sure. Um, and so she doesn't need a ration or anything. And it's got like warmer clothing. It's got unlimited food, all this magical stuff. So it also includes like this warmer clothes, which she does like lo- a low key strip tease to bait him while she's changing. And like he needs to what to- end? No, like he she's just like got like you know the, the like hot weather stuff on. Well, and I, then, get, like, I understand the change. Slowly, like but, but, but what are we trying to bait him for? <laughs> she's like, I mean, they're kind of turned on by each other, right? Like they're both like this is a beautiful existing thing, not a human. Peanut butter will do that to you. 
Um, and so he has to concentrate to have like this facade on his face. Right. Oh. And so because he's so distracted by her striptease situation, his face starts glitching. <laughs> like Classic. sci-fi style. Um, anyway, so th- then he goes up and licks her neck and he's got these sharp pointed teeth that slowly like slightly curve inward and has like this serpent like tongue. So okay. I should note now that those books that she was reading at the beginning during those two days, she had to put her affairs in order. Mm-hmm. They were monster romances. Nice. And I'm Convenient. going to, yes. And I'm going to flash back to our Jack book where she also was conveniently very into <laughs> monster romance. Nice. So a better he, grasp on her sexuality than the pumpkin spice sexuals who took longer to figure it out in our previous episode. Yes. Um, so he is like slowly seducing her and she's like got this flannel shirt on, but nothing else. Um, and he reaches his little serpent tongue down her throat and down the cleavage of her boobs oh. and pretty much licks her boobs with this serpent tongue. And all I could think about during this time was that meme of the guy with the snake on his head and being like, I'm a snake. I'm a snake. I know what you're talking snake. about. But <laughs> the world that my brain entered was one in which he stuck his tongue literally down her throat. And then you like, we're going to have him keep going. So I was like, and then into her digestive system. <laughs> like, I hope you I took, took this. You took place. this. To another level. Well, he eats people. (laughs) We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, Okay. So he can also smell her arousal, which this is not a new concept in smut books. They love to be like, I can smell your arousal. I can smell you. Blah, blah, blah. Which, like, honestly, a little self-conscious for me, myself. Not my cup of tea, but if you like Um, it, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So then our man, the ghoul asks for consent and pretty much is like i'm gonna dick you down even girls can ask for consent yeah and she's like please and thank you and he says but it has to be she says it has to be in your true form i don't want like this little fake human facade okay and the man's ego plummets he's like you're not going to find me attractive. Like, I promise you, just, like, let me be in this form. My teeth curve in. Like, yeah, my teeth are a little off. But otherwise, I'm gorgeous. Um, And then she gives him this whole lecture that, like, you don't know what I'm attracted to. Like, how dare you tell me what I want? And, like, how you make me feel matters more than your appearance. That's true. Even in the middle of a desert at nighttime after a round of peanut butter sandwiches. Yes. And he says, quote, do you really want to fuck a monster? And she says, quote, I've seen monsters and you aren't one. I've known you for a couple of minutes. I will tell you now, I have this as a bullet point in three bullet points. She has known him for 30 minutes. She literally even says it's been 30 minutes. So, would you like to know his appearance in his true form? Yes. Okay. What if I was like, no? 
I would skip this part and then we would Could just... Could you instead just describe the physical features of Pedro Pascal since I already brought him up and we'll pretend that's what it was in the book? I can't do that. I, no, that's okay. For the justice of our listeners, I cannot do that. So in his true form, he has milky white eyes, which have no pupils or irises. Um, mm. He doesn't technically have eyelids. It's more like a film that coats over his eyes when he blinks. Um, his skin color is like golden sand. It is tough yet kind of smooth, like worn leather. And he has bony ridges across his forehead that go down the bridge of his nose, which kind of reminds me of ice planet barbarians. Mm -hmm. Um, when we did that book and he has little slits for nostrils. Mm. It's very reptilian. Yeah. Okay. The man has no lips, but she kisses the seam of his mouth. And At I find that it was described accurately. We got no good read on the lips when we were reading Jack. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, why these men have no lip lips? You could give them. How are you going to kiss kiss with no lip lips? Got to get that mouth seam. So he also has claws on his hands and feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when she puts her hand in his pants, he feels like a typical human man down there. Convenient. But then he stops her and says, I'm not ready for you to see my true face and passion. If you want to see me this way, it will be with your back turned to me. And she's kind of like, what the heck? And he's like, well, I have no lips for you to kiss. I have no eyelids to shut in bliss. You're just going to literally stare at my eyes that are going to be like open the whole time staring at you. That's true. Um, and he's like, and if you were to like turn away or recoil from me in any way, like my ego would not be able to handle that. And neither would my boner. No. So she's like, excuse me. Have you seen me do any of that yet? Clearly I am into this, which is enough to like kind of sway him. Um, so he takes her doggy style. And I love that she points out, quote, not the biggest dick she's ever had, but the angle was intense. Thank you for not giving him a monster dick. Every yeah. single book, it is, he has the largest penis I've ever seen. I don't know how it's going to fit, yada, yada, yada. And here we are with a normal size penis. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it normal, keeping it real. Um, He does not finish inside her. I will note she says she has an IUD, um, but they don't, I'm, I'm going to let you know, there's no pregnancy trope or anything in this, but I do did sit back and I was like, would an IUD work with ghoul sperm? Would a ghoul have potent sperm now that we know they're undead? Oh, so many questions. Could you make a look? But then how do you make more ghouls? Hard to say. Is that like a curse thing that happens or like a, I don't know phenomenon in, in nature um if you are a ghoul please write us in we would love to know um so they have little after sex cuddles and the next morning they wake up and by her going down on him and mm -hmm. i'm gonna let you know right now his penis is ribbed we love a for her pleasure penis we do um and i do love this quote which is quote there is no sexier a sight than trust. Uh, 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 uh. We yeah, love it. Yeah, we're doing a dance. So then he shifts into a human because he wants to go down on her. 
And she's like, um, no, I'm going to need that reptile tongue. Fair. And I want you to know that he like practically goes into her intestines, like practically is up in her kidney. Like, well, then I don't feel so bad for the interpretation I was taking earlier. No, do no, I? absolutely not. <laughs> so after everybody's had received oral, they go back to having doggy style. And then during this round, they're awkwardly talking while they're having sex about how he eats humans and how she'll never be on his menu. And he's like, yeah, but like, I, I eat other humans. Like, like typically like the bad people you know what a conversation and then he stops and is like if like is if that's a problem because i eat your fellow humans we can stop and i want to be like okay so you guys have already given each other fellatio that's true <laughs> yeah it's, we've i think we've kind of committed 100 percent. yeah and she's like look as long as you brush your teeth and floss after and he's like sure i can do that and she's amazing. Like, I'm not saying that you're like fully committed enough to like eat my enemies, but like I do have an entire town worth of enemies you could start with. And he's like, I'd be happy to. Um, at this time, would you like to know what the ghoul's name is? Is it Jeff or maybe it's Bill? Just a regular dude named for a spooky ghoul. His name is Gareth. <laughs> that was not i literally had to reread that section because i was like no way <laughs> i was like not this our podcast is basically a smut book version of the podcast the dollop with dave anthony and gareth reynolds and so the name gareth is so known in my world i love that and and it's funny, especially because this ghoul has transformed into a redhead. And yeah. I got to tell you that Gareth Reynolds is a redheaded dude. That's amazing. <laughs> Just comedian, podcast host, beloved child of Wisconsin. <laughs> Gareth Thank Reynolds. You to all the Gareths out there. Um, so she awkwardly asks him, like, so where do you live? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, we have an encampment, like, 20 miles from here. There's, like, 40 really? of us. Yeah, there's 40 of us. I got my own yurt. Nice. Um, and he's like, I'd love to bring you home. Um, but could we, like, like, I know I can teleport you, but, like, could we just walk a little way so we can just have a little convo? Us wait, two? wait, wait. You, I know I can teleport you. Tell me more about <laughs> <laughs> ma'am i already told you about that they already they teleported during the sandwich thing to get to a, a kind of cave situation see now the sandwich scenario i was on a different planet focused solely on peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> i'm convinced you are not in this podcast right now i'm convinced you are look elsewhere. in a world where we're eating peanut butter sandwiches in the desert and also teleportation happens. I'm going to be focused on the most impractical, which I think we can all agree is peanut butter sandwich is a hot, hot desert. <laughs> I swear to God, if you make that your say smut moment, I will. It, you know it is. This you know will... it is. No, it doesn't need to be because it's not that ridiculous. He had a backpack full of things. It is to me. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, anyway. Um, everybody can tell us that hope's wrong. Um, but they start walking to this camp. 
And he tells her that there are other humans in the camp because they were also banished from the town and sacrificed, right? They just keep giving us these people we have to take care of. It's so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, and they've only ate the ones that were, like, truly bad people and, like, like, were violent and whatnot, okay? So the camp, just for, like, a little visual, it's, like, between two big, like, red rocks in the middle of this desert, right? And it's Mm -hmm. got a general store. It's got a central bathhouse. It's got irrigation greenhouses, et cetera. Very progressive. Pretty much. Uh, Very progressive. Um, They walk around and essentially do like a supernatural Halloween trick or treat with the ghouls handing her supplies when she comes to their yurt. (laughs) Sandwiches, sandwiches, water for everyone. Literally so much water, so many sandwiches. And she even gets her own yurt. Yes. I mean, yurt. Yurt. So Mina starts crying in her new yurt because she's like, this town took everything from me. And like, you guys are so nice. And he's like, give me their names. I'll go snack on them. And she's like, okay, absolutely. She like has one second, like maybe two sentences of her being like, is this ethical? And she's like, actually, I don't give a shit. Don't care. (laughs) Here's everyone's names. Here's the guy who asked if he could dick me down instead. So she says, the mayor save him for last because I want to be there when he realizes I sent you. So the next morning, she wakes up to a white skull on her front step. (laughs) And it's like essentially Gareth being like, I've already killed one of them for you. Here you go. Here's the Uh skull. And the other humans that are being like taken care of at this place also have their own like garden of skulls. And she just, like, sets the skull next to all of her flowers out front of her yurt. And it's just, like, a decoration now. I do like that there isn't a world in which everybody else who's in this community who, like, our main character just moved there. So she has no emotional ties to the town. But presumably these other people are, like, longtime residents of a town and just happen to have their name pulled and i love that they're like yeah go ahead and just murder everyone in the town that i lived in you know what i've got a list of enemies um i've got 99 problems but a yurt ain't one um so neither because i don't have a yurt and i'd like to maybe it is a problem well if i was living in that town so um he also is like banging the ever living daylights out of her like multiple times a day and apparently it comes after he's like feasting on these people he it's like making him a little bloodlusty sure and especially because she quote trusted him with her vengeance like she's like He's like, okay, I'll be your zaddy and take care of you, but There's it's gonna make me nothing horny. hotter than when your partner trusts you with their vengeance. There's nothing sexier, nothing hotter than trust. All right, and vengeance. So, <laughs> there- there is, there's like this underlying problem between them though that is like, oh well, she still wants to be like face to face with them when he they have sex, him when they have sex, and so. Mm-hmm. But he still doesn't like her looking at his face. So there's this party scene where they start dancing and he takes the shape of a man. And she's disappointed by this because she wants him to trust her with the true appearance. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I can give you anyone you want me to be. Like, just let me be whatever you want me to be. And she's like, no, no, no. I find you attractive. I want you to be yourself. Yeah. And apparently that's all he needed to hear. Like, that was the magic word. Like, it took five seconds to get over, like, 
30 pages worth of trust issues. Um, but after this wonderful team bonding moment, uh, he asks her if she wants to go with him to eat the mayor. And of course she says, yes, sir. Let me get my pants on. Um, so <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best whole sentence anyone's ever said out loud. Do you want to go with me to eat the mayor? Yes, sir. Let me get my pants off. Yeah, because they, they just boned hard. And so now it's like, all right, let me do this thing. So pretty much Mina and another ghoul stand outside the mayor's window while Garth goes in and like opens the curtains really dramatically and like is like, look who sent you and or sent me, you know, to get you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, He's just like kind of playing with his food before he eats him. And then before she can see anything, like the ghoul she's with, like teleports them to the other side of the road. And Garth, like Gareth, sorry, Garth. All of a sudden I'm thinking Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Gareth drags the mayor out by his hair. And like all the ghouls are like waiting in the yard. Like, yeah, let's go. Like I'm thinking like biker. We're going to eat him up. Yeah. They've got salt and other condiments. (laughs) literally so so they start ripping him apart but there's no blood and gore that she can see it's almost like they're feasting on shadows like i imagine almost like a cartoon like brawl scene where it's just like a big cloud and they're they're all just like in there a a foot a fist yeah and so this is of course the moment she realizes she's falling in love with gareth right i mean i think that of all the moments of the past we can all agree this is the most romantic one this is and the book ends with him walking up to her and delivering her one more bleach white skull of the mayor. Oh, thank you for my skull. Thank you. And in the jaws of that skull, a diamond ring. (laughs) And he proposes. (laughs) Yes. Let's combine yurts. Yurts. He only lives a couple yurts down from her too, which is so convenient. Yeah. I guess I I can be 40 people. Like to combine yurts or. Trade yards, trading yards, mansion, double your that double is your our pleasure, story. double your fun. <laughs> That's our story. Um, do you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, or suggestions? Man, nope. A plus book for me. I had a blast. Um, it just wasn't what I thought. I didn't think we were gonna go down the reptile route. I guess. Um, for the description of him, you know. I didn't think we were all going to fall in love so fast, but here we are. It's 70 pages. What do you want? I just, I'm just happy we're all happy, you know? I, it's, I'm a, it's a beautiful book. <laughs> I'm surprised what can happen in 70 pages. A lot that's, can happen in 70 pages. That's what I've learned. When you know, you know. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. Um, okay. So we're going to go through our scoring now. Are we going to do diversity? I always feel weird with these when we do diversity because, like, there's no description right. of people's Other than real at appearances. One, at one point, Gareth was a ginger. <laughs> Who could know? And, yeah. No, it's hard to... It's hard, what, This is also kind of a good thing because outside of a couple of physical descriptions during the, like, shape-shifting, we can reasonably just kind of imagine whoever we want as the characters. Yeah. And so in that way, it's really diverse, but I don't really... Like hard to quantify that. Should we? I mean, wh- which one did we put? Did we do it for unhinged that we didn't put? I, think a, so. I feel like we need to do that here. Yeah, it gets a little confusing when we have uh mystical, spooky creatures plus not 
physically described humans to assess the, yeah. the diversity scale. So, um, well, I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give the plot for, for what this was. I'm giving the plot five. Oh yeah. I love this. There's a lot going on. Five yeah. also. It was the hunger games. It was, um, a, it was a beauty and the beast kind of a thing. Yeah. Smut. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It was very descriptive. It was very fun. Definitely thought we could do a little more with it, though. Cool. A lot of doggy cool. style. Yeah, I was going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Closer to a four than a three. Um, okay. A lot of doggy style. And I have There's the nothing link. wrong with that. I have the link to the yes. image there for you for given to the ghoul. Yes. Can you please describe it for us? You have given me the link. Um, it's Ooh, a very, I actually do need to, so my browser started zoomed in at 300% again, and I was like, please stop doing that. But then I actually kind of needed it too, so I could see it. Um, big flaw number one. So basically the background of this is a very dark close-up of a dude's face. And the first thing I can see is a nose, which goes against everything I know about our goal, which is that he's got slits for noses. Also, this person has lips, faux pas number two. Well, so I'm just, just going to assume he's shape-shifted in this picture. Yeah. Very and critical. And, and I know, but I just... We're all about loving the ghoul for who the ghoul is, and then on the cover, the ghoul is not even themselves. And then it's just kind of a... I'm just saying. Anyway, so it's a very close-up of a face. Uh, and at the top it says he did not come for her blood and it is spelled C-O-M-E not C-U-M but I just think that would have been a funny opportunity if it had said it, if he, he did not come for her blood. It says given to the funny. ghoul and it says uh, Desiree M. Nicole it doesn't say like cannoli but I know that's how it's pronounced um, and that is the cover. What are you going to give it because I'm giving it a 3.5 Yeah I was going to go about down the middle too. 3.5 okay. I yeah, I guess you could have put in a desert. I guess you could have put in, uh, I tried to draw a ghoul in my notes. It didn't go well. So maybe that's why you got to have a more regular looking dude. Yeah, I can't imagine. I feel like it would just look reptilian. Too reptilian, that would be misleading. Oh, As you can see, you. he doesn't have a nose, but he's got ridges on his forehead. Wow. That's, yeah, and it just looks like he has a creased forehead, like he looks concerned. Like, yeah, well, he might be a little concerned about you looking into his uh, eyelidless eyes, you know? That's, That's why he's doing so much doggy style. He was pretty concerned a lot of the book. He was. He was. I ended up with 83%. You ended up with 80%. We are mm -hmm. going to do our final say smut moments. And we already know you're going to talk about the freaking... Yeah, just skip mine. <laughs> do, can you give us one other one? Just give us literally anything else, because I will not accept the fucking sandwich. I... Just don't appreciate you that you're not letting me be about yourself. Anyway, in addition to having peanut butter in the desert, the worst kind of sandwich you could ever have in a desert, I suppose there, my next hang up that is, because all of my hang ups are never like the things you think like having sex with a ghoul. It's stuff like that all the residents of the town who are now in this abducted village, but were, I assume, longtime residents of the town, even though nobody says that really have absolutely no qualms about just having other people in the town get just really eaten. Yeah, but like those are asshole people. Like that's well, there's well, supposed to be bad bad people. I don't the problem is that I'm not leading with trust. Okay. And so I need to trust that the ghouls are actually just killing dead people even though I don't get to go to my own town and I don't get to see them before they're just skulls and we all kind of look the same when we're just skulls. 
Okay, well, that's okay. like it's an, an issue I need to work on. Issue you need yes. to work on. I, on the other ham, am ham. I'm thinking ham. of sandwiches now. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, am thinking that first of all, like the fact that he like went into his her intestines with his like tongue is really freaking that is me out. true. I, um, knowing that that's a literal is is uncomfortable for me. But and then the other thing is like. First of all, the eyes. The eyes not being able to actually blink would freak me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was my other one that I was just thinking of? Oh, the lips. The lips will always be a worry for me because it's like mm-hmm. you can't even pucker up. But bonus points for describing it more accurately. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just pumpkin? kind of the opening where the mouth is. <laughs> then jack-o'-lanterns? Um, yeah. But I was surprised how close your research was to the to yeah. the actual um, events of this book because I didn't know anything about ghouls. So we all learned today. Um, we appreciate you all joining us Thank for you. this journey. If you want to, you can find us uh, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at at Say Smut Podcast. Um, we are kind of on X, like Twitter. I'm- I've kind of given up a little. I mean, we will try harder. Um, Additionally, we would love to hear your book recommendations. Send them our way via email at saysmutpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love it if you pop us a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choosing. Please don't send us mean stuff just to be mean. Um, Hope's heart literally cannot take it. Um, But but we will receive constructive criticism that is valid. Um, So thank you so much. And we will see you at the next um, spooky one. Bye, ghoul friends. Bye, ghoul friends. Bye.